Hello, hello, good evening. This is Tim Walker, the Entrepreneur's Pastor. Welcome tonight. It's going to be powerful. We're not going to be long, but it's going to be strong. Welcome to the Gathering of Champions. We've been doing this for a number of years, and tonight I'm going to have a very special guest, even though he's not here uh, on this earth anymore. He's in heaven. I'm celebrating my father, Reverend Vernon L. Walker, Sr., and uh, in a moment I'm going to take you to a clip of him teaching some very, very powerful truths on discovering your assignment. It's very important for you to know your purpose, to know your gifts, your talents, your abilities. I do want to make sure that you have the information. I would love to hear from you. If you have uh, a prayer request, you can call or text. Let me see here. I had it right here. Let me find it. Right there. You can call or text. There's the phone number to the bottom left. 1-800-887-1655. You can call or text that phone number. And I would love to hear from you. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak in your life. Before we go into uh, the session from a church service, and I apologize, the video quality is standard def. It's not HD. But uh, I'm so thankful to, that I have captured some of these moments in the past, and I can share those with you. So it's going to be a powerful, I mean, it's a powerful message. One of my father's favorite messages that he ever preached at our church, Church of the Harvest. And I know it's going to be a blessing to your life. Um, let me see here. Amen. Many people are commenting right now. Uh, and we're live on Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, like three different pages on Facebook. And I welcome every one of you, whatever page or whatever social media platform that you're watching from. And I'm going to give it a moment here. There's more people coming in. And I'm going to just share a few things before we go into the service, the footage of my father speaking. And let me see here. I wanted to share something with you. I'm trying to find it. Where is it? My, my father... He's, he's going to be talking about discovering your, your assignment, your purpose, discovering your place of assignment. And places matter. Voices matter. And you need the right voices. You need the right people. You need to create the right environment. Did you know we are a product of our environment? Most of us, all the problems, everything that we face in life, it was because of the environment we're in. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to, for it to be like a blame game or anything. But many of us, we have fought things because it has, we have become a product of our environment. I'll give you an example. If you grow up with childhood conditioning and you're told you're not smart enough, you can't do it, you're ugly, you can't be a model, you can't do this, or you can't sing, or you can't... When you grow up in an environment of negativity, you will have the life product of struggle, of not achieving, of not becoming not doing. And that's why it's so important that in the environment that you create in your family and your home is very important. It needs to be positive, needs to be uplifting, needs to be a place that is an atmosphere of positivity and good vibes and the presence of God and the anointing of God in your life. But I want to share some things with you before we get into it. Again, welcome those that are coming on. It's very important for us to fulfill fulfill God's assignment in our life. And we must 
grab a hold of the vision that God has for our life, and we must stay focused on the big picture. I love what the late Zig Ziglar, and he was a great friend and a friend of our families and a friend of mine, and had the opportunity to work in one of his companies. And actually, I'm wearing a ring that he put on my finger. It was an award, presidential founder in the Zig Ziglar Network. And he says, you keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's the problem with a lot of us. A lot of us, we have not kept the main thing, the main thing. And that's why a lot, we have a lot of things that are out of focus. We have a lot of things that are not in place because we have not kept the main thing, the main thing. You cannot achieve and be and do and have unless you learn to keep the most important thing in front of you. But I want to share some things with you before we go into this teaching. God has given each and every one of us an assignment. God has given each and every one of us a mission, a position in the kingdom where we are assigned to be at a certain place at a certain time, a certain season. We have a position in the body of Christ. And it's, there's a mission to fulfill with your life. God has equipped you to succeed in the assignment that He has for your life. But I just want to get this as a foundation. We, we place the Word of God in our spirit. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And when you, when you begin to place the Word of God in your spirit, something happens. But this is what I know. When you recognize and you know your assignment, we all know what we're supposed to be doing, right? We, we, we really know. Most of us know deep down in our gut. We know where we're supposed to be living. We know where we're supposed to be working. We know where we're supposed to be going to church. We know, we know all that stuff. Many of us know it. We know it. We act like we don't, but we really know it. See, God places a word, a word, a calling, an assignment in your spirit. He gives you a revelation. And then as your life surrounds that revelation, watch this, it comes to life within you. I believe tonight that this teaching is going to unlock God's purpose in your life. I believe that the revelation that's going to be released into your life tonight, there's going to be some thoughts, there's going to be some words, and then you're going to find that there's new actions that you must birth your God-given heavenly assignment. And I want you to realize this. First, you must discover your assignment. Look inside yourself right now. Take a moment, look inside yourself. What do you know God has said to you? What is your passion? What makes you happy? What makes you angry? What, what excites you? And the answers to all of these questions, they will help you know the assignment that God has placed within you. Something number two, to fulfill your assignment, you must, you must learn to limit yourself. You can't learn everything overnight. You can't learn, you can't read everything, know everything, do everything, be everything for everyone. But you must understand your path. You must understand your row in the kingdom of God. And some of us, we get, we get focused on other people's rows in the kingdom. We're, we're, God has a path. God has an assignment, a place. And in your assignment, there's provision. In your assignment, there's peace. In your assignment, there's love. In your assignment, there's joy. So I want, you to, I want you to really get that in your spirit, that when you fulfill your assignment, you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to limit yourself and stay really, really focused 
and understand your assignment. It's going to take focus. It's going to take persistence to fulfill the task that God has given you. One thing I've learned is when you recognize your assignment and you get committed to it, then somehow the, the enemy, the in of me, and then other people will distract you and pull you out of the row of your path and your assignment saying, can you help me? Can you do this? And, and let me tell you what, I have certain things, I have different clients and different people that I work with, coach and consult. And I have, I have tried my best to make Monday is my me day. Monday, I rarely do anything for anyone. Monday is my day for my focus, for what I need to get caught up on, what I need to do for myself, my ministry, for me. Monday is a me day for me. And you need to create time to set limits and say, you know what? This is the time that's for my assignment. This is time for me to focus on everything God has called me to be and do and have. And then number three, to fulfill God's assignment, you're going to need, you're going to, you're going to have to be willing to self-assess. And this is where you take stock of how well you serve in the position that God has placed you. You assess what is right, what is wrong, what works, what doesn't work. And you're not going to have people to help you do that. You will have to learn to do that in your assignment. And number four, you have to be willing to change. If you discover and you tell me, Tim, this area in my life, it it just doesn't work. You only have one option, and that's change it. It's the only option you have. You can't fix it. You can't reshuffle. You can't say, just give me another deck. If something is just not working, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk away from it. If you discover something needs to be done, you need to do it. And don't waste time, just do it. So I pray tonight as we listen to the Spirit of God or even in the re-air, we're actually coming to you live right now, Monday, June 22nd, 8, 17 p.m. right now. But there'll be some that'll watch the re-air later in this week. I pray that you will listen to the Spirit of God and you will make a divine change. You gotta change things. You gotta make adjustments. You gotta stay focused. And then, and then lastly, before we go into the service with my Father, you need to be willing to make very hard, critical choices in your assignment. And it's the hard decisions. And, and, if, and if, you will, if you never successfully, you'll never successfully fulfill God's assignments if you don't learn to make hard decisions. I believe I'm talking to someone. You have some hard decisions that you need to make. You have some very hard decisions to make. And before we go, before we go into let me see here. Before we go into the service, I would love the opportunity to, to pray with you and to thank God for your life assignment, your purpose, the gifting upon your life, what God has called you to be and do and have. So I want to uh, be in agreement with you. I want to pray. Father, help us, fill us with your word right now. Fill us with the word, the word that's about to come forth from my Father. This message was many years ago, 
but it's still relevant for today. Discovering our place, our path, our assignment, our God-given gifts, our talents, our abilities. Father, we thank you for a new grace. We thank you for a new provision. I feel that strong right now. A new grace, a new anointing, new favor, and new provision for your life right now. We thank you, Father. We will follow the path. We will follow the assignment upon our life. And we will fulfill the plan that you have for us. Father, we thank you right now that we will make right choices. And we will watch our life soar. Thank you, Father, for new success, for new beginnings, for new anointing, for new favor, a new grace in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to go right now into the service. And what an opportunity. I'm so glad to share this with you. I'm so glad I have this captured, this moment. Discovering your place of assignment. I'll be right back. Eat it. And uh, tonight I've asked my father to come and minister the word of the Lord. And we appreciate him, appreciate his life and his gift. And we're just uh, proud to have my father here, Pastor Vernon Walker. I mean, he's going to deliver the word of the Lord tonight. So you welcome him in the name of Jesus. Well, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord and worship him. And, uh, you know, we're a word church. Did you hear what I said? We're a word church. We love the Word of God in this place. And, you know, many people today, they don't care about hearing the preaching or the teaching of the Word. Uh, well, I'd have to question my salvation if I didn't want to hear the preaching and the teaching of the Word because the Bible says as newborn babes, they desire the sincere milk of the Word that they might grow thereby. And uh, I believe there's many that, uh, you know, have their name on the church road, but they don't have their name uh, written in the Lamb's Book of Life because they do not have a desire for spiritual things, and they don't have a desire for the Word of God. But I'm thankful I'm among some people tonight, and there's some people I believe that's tuned in that love the Word of God they love the preaching, and they love the teaching of the Word of God. You know, I love to praise, and I love to worship, and I love to sing, but there's nothing like the preaching of the Word of God. It says the preaching of the Word of God is, is foolish to them, amen, that are lost, but to us it is the power of God unto salvation. So I'm thankful for the Word tonight. And what the Word is going to do, because the Word, when it goes forth, it's going to accomplish that which it was sent to do. Tonight, we want you to uh, find the book of Romans in your Bible, and let's go to Romans, uh, the first chapter. And we're going to read uh, from verse 1 through 17. 
And it says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scripture concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness and by the resurrection from the dead. I'm thankful tonight that Jesus Christ is the true Messiah. I thank to God tonight that he is the one, the proof, they say, you know, is in the pudding. The proof is that he was resurrected from the dead, and he had the spirit of holiness. And it says, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. So through him we have received the grace of God. Isn't it a wonderful and amazing that we have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? We have God's favor, and we have it because we received it, because it was freely given to us. And he says, an apostleship. So not only do we have grace tonight, but also Paul said he had apostleship. God has an for each and every person upon this face of this earth. Uh, if you're a born-again believer, God has an assignment for you. For the apostle Paul, it was to be an apostle. You might be a painter. You might be a plumber. You might be a physician. You might uh, be one of these, but... God has a place in the kingdom of God for everyone, and your type of work is just as important as anyone else, and God wants to use you in whatever field that you're in. But Paul said he received his apostleship by obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. So whatever you have tonight, you have received it from him. Now he says here, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul was called and we're called. To whom are at Rome, he said, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father in the love of Jesus Christ. First I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Now, Paul had never been to Rome, but he had a great desire because he had some people that he knew there that had been saved and had been uh, uh, baptized and uh, sanctified, and uh, they were called to be the children of God. And uh, he had a great desire, but he talks about how that their faith was spoken throughout the whole world. And I hope here at Church of the Harvest that our faith is spoken throughout the whole world. Now he says here, 
For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit, the gospel of his Son. And without ceasing, I make mention of you always in prayers, making requests, if by some means now at last I may find a way to the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that ye may be established. This is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am debtor both to Greeks and the barbarians, both to the wise and to the uh, unwise. So that much is in me that I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome also. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Paul had a great desire to go to Rome and to preach the gospel there. You and I as born-again believers, we should have a great desire to preach the gospel. Uh, you might think of some city that you might want to go to. First of all, we need to start with our own, right? And uh, then also, you know, look into the world. There's other places in the world that needs the uh, preaching of the gospel. And Paul, uh, he wanted to also to go places that the gospel had never been preached. And that would be thrilling and be exciting to go to a place that have never heard the gospel before. Uh, now, Paul said here to them that in verse 11, he says, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that ye may be established. This message today really worked on my heart and my life and the Holy Spirit was talking to me about the fact that Paul wanted to impart a spiritual gift to these believers. Now we have been uh, studying about the spiritual gifts and how that uh, God wants us to not be ignorant of these spiritual gifts and how that God wants us to have these spiritual gifts, and that we need to have a desire for these spiritual gifts. So if we have a desire for spiritual gifts, and God wants to give it to us, then he uses the men of God to help impart these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get me wrong, according to the 12th chapter of uh, 1 Corinthians, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit uh, are given to us by the Spirit as He wills. He gives it to us not according to our abilities or not according to our talents, uh, not according to any of these things, but He gives to us uh, different people with these gifts. Now, 
Not all of us might have the same spiritual gift. But it's the Holy Ghost that gives it to the born-again believers that they might be used by Him to use these spiritual gifts. Now, as Paul was imparted, uh, was thinking about imparting spiritual gifts, I want us, if you will, in Acts, the ninth chapter, verse uh, 10 through 20, we won't read all those, but you remember the Apostle Paul, he was saved on the road to Damascus. Uh, he was first of all known by, as Saul of Tarsus, and as he traveled on the road to Damascus to put Christians in jail and also even have them killed, uh, as he was on his way, he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he became a born-again believer. And it was amazing. Uh, people could not believe that this actually happened. Because if anybody, they would never think that the Apostle Paul, which was Saul of Tarsus, would ever be saved. And some of you, some of your friends, some of your relatives might have thought that you never would be saved. But I'm thankful for the power of God, which is able, amen, to save to the uttermost. It doesn't matter what you did in life, God can forgive you of your sins and give you a new life. And this is what happened to the Apostle Paul. He got saved on the road to Damascus. But as he got saved also, he got blinded. Remember, he was blinded by that great light. And they had to lead him. And as they led him to the place that he was at, Saul of Tarsus, Paul the Apostle, he began to pray. Listen to me. If you had been just struck blind, you'd begin to pray too also, wouldn't you? You would like to see again. You would like to have your sight. And while he was praying, God gave him a vision of Ananias coming and important to him, his sight. And then also God was at work on Ananias. It says there was a certain disciple named Ananias. And uh, the Lord revealed to him, he says, there's one who is Saul of Tarsus. Uh, he's there and he's praying. And he says, I want you to go to him, and I want you to impart to him his sight, and I want you to reveal to him the things that he is going to suffer for my name's sake. Now, you remember Saul of Tarsus, he was a great persecutor of the church, but now the table is turned. Instead of being the persecutor, he's now going to become the persecuted 
for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Ananias, he baptized Paul. He laid hands on him. And the apostle Paul received his sight. And he received his instruction. So Ananias was the one that imparted to the Apostle Paul the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And so it was imparted to him. Now, the Apostle Paul, he lived by what had happened to him. These things was imparted to him. So if these things have been freely given to us, then we should have a desire to impart them to others. Isn't that right? And that was the Apostle Paul. That was the reason he wanted to go to Rome because he wanted to impart a spiritual gift to these disciples that they might be established. Now, we have a pastor here, and he has been trying to impart some things in our life that God has given to him that it might enrich our life, that it might strengthen us in the faith, that it might uh, give us the means that we might go and preach the gospel throughout the world. Because, you know, it costs, it costs to preach the gospel all over the world. It was freely given to us, and so we need to freely give it to others. And that's why we should become interested in the finances of the church that we will give of ourselves and we will give our, of our money that we might see the gospel going forth, that we might reach others. Now, in the spiritual gifts, in the 14th chapter, uh, you remember it says, desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. Now, the me reason many today do not have the spiritual gifts that God has promised us is because of the fact they don't show up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They don't have them because they don't show up. You see, the Apostle Paul had a desire to come to them. He had a desire to impart to them a spiritual gift. But if the people don't show up, they're not going to receive the gift that God has for them. Now, I was thinking about Elijah and Elisha. You remember, uh, Elijah was following. He was following Elijah, and he wanted a double portion of what Elijah had. And what did he do? He said, if you're with me, when I depart, you'll receive what I have double. Well, I'm telling you, 
everywhere Elijah went, Elisha was. And that's the same way we ought to be. When it's time to come to the house of God, we need to be here because God has something for us that he wants to impart in our life that will strengthen us, that will give us the strength that we need to have tonight. And I was, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, you know, this is the day that God wants to impart spiritual gifts to the believers today. And I believe that you're here present tonight. And I believe you that are uh, looking uh, on the Internet that today is the day that imparted spiritual gifts is going to be imparted to you if you are willing to be obedient, if you're willing to follow God. God said he will give you spiritual gifts. And I believe that God gave me this message tonight because he wanted to impart some of these spiritual gifts. One is the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of the spirits, uh, the power gifts, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the working of miracles, then the inspirational gifts, the gift of prophecy, the gifts of tongues, and the gifts of interpretation. I don't know what the uh, gift that you desire tonight, but I believe tonight you've come, and I believe that God wants to impart it to you. If you will be willing to just, amen, believe him for it tonight, I believe that you can receive it. Because, you see, when I study the Word of God, uh, how that uh, the Holy Ghost was given. Uh, it was times that when they preached, the Holy Ghost was given. The Holy Ghost would fall upon them. Then there was times as, as they preached, uh, some of them got baptized and they received uh, the Holy Ghost. Then also there was time that the apostles laid hands on them and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that these spiritual gifts can be given out uh, tonight. I believe that uh, God sent me to this place. I believe God sent me for a purpose. I believe God gave me this message uh, for you tonight and for me that he wants to impart to some of us some of these spiritual gifts that God has promised us. And you see, the way you receive these gifts is the same way you received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You received him by faith. And how you receive these gifts of the Holy Spirit, you receive them by faith. You say, Lord, I want that gift. I want that gift. I want it, Lord. I believe in you to give me that gift. I want to be used in the body of Christ. I to use these spiritual gifts. I want to be a blessing to this church. I want to be a blessing to this world. I want to go forth and I want to show signs and wonders as I go out and preach that I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. That I can cast out devils. I can walk Amen. In the power and authority of the word of God. And I believe that God can do it tonight if you're willing, amen, by faith to receive what God has promised you. And whatever gift tonight.
that you want, you need to start calling it out. You need to call it out. Right now, you need to start calling it out and say, Lord, I want this particular gift. I want to be used in this gift. And if you will, I believe tonight uh, is the night of impartation that God is going to impart these spiritual gifts tonight to each and every believer because every one of us should have at least one of these gifts in our life. Because the word of God says that he is, amen, no respecter of man. He's not a respecter of anyone. That he freely gives these things to whom he wants to give them tonight. And so if you want one of these gifts, you need to reach out by faith and say, God, I know the reason I'm in this place tonight because you sent me here because you want to give me, Lord, one of these spiritual gifts that I might edify the body of Christ, that I may be used. Now, as you received these gifts of the Holy Spirit, then it's going to take faith to operate in these gifts. So as you've received them, if you call them out tonight, whatever it is that you're desiring, if you've called it out tonight, you're going to have that same faith that you had to receive it. You're going to have to have that same faith to use it. And God will use you and he will use that gift and you know, as you, as you start using that gift, uh, it might not flow as well as you think it ought to. But the more you exercise your gift, the more God will increase you with that gift. The more he will use you in that gift. There's been times that, uh, you know, God has given me some gifts that I had to act on faith. I've had the gift of healing, and there, there's times that, uh, that I would feel something in my body. And when this first occurred, Lord spoke to me, you know, to call it out. Well, the devil, as soon as the Lord told me to call it out, the devil begins to say to me, Hey, you better wait a minute here. You better wait here a minute. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to look like a fool if you call this out. And there's nobody here with that problem. You see how the devil will try to work on your mind? But you see, you've got to use it by faith. You don't care if you're going to look like a fool. You just go ahead. 
and call it out. But always go to the man of God that is in charge. Because the Bible says that everything that's done, are you hearing what I'm saying? It should be done decently and in order. I would go to the man of God and I would say, there's someone here that is having back trouble and God wants to heal it right now. But you don't observe the authority of the pastor or the one that's in charge. And most every time a pastor has said, go ahead. And I call it out. And I've seen people come be healed of all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm not trying to glorify me. I'm trying to glorify the Holy Ghost that lives within me. You see, you have to operate it by faith. You've got to receive it by faith, and you've got to operate it by faith. And another thing, you have to operate it in love. Because, you see, in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it talks about you can do all these things and have all these things, but if you don't have love, you don't have anything. So love should be the motivator of using the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not to call attention to yourself, but to call it to Him. And you need to know it's the Spirit of God that is moving upon you to do such a thing. Amen? Just like the message of tongues. Amen? The interpretation of tongues. We can have these gifts. We can operate in these gifts if we will do it by faith. And I believe that God's imparting some gifts to each and every one of you that want that particular gift. Do you believe that tonight? Freely as you have been given, as you receive it, you need to freely give it out. So Paul wanted to impart. And the Lord wants to impart. First of all, he wants to impart salvation to you tonight if you're uh, on the internet, if you've never received Jesus Christ, He wants to impart salvation. If you will just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, believe that God has raised Him from the dead, you can be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, you can receive the Holy Ghost right where you're at. As I preach this message, the promise is to you 
And all you have to do is accept it by faith. And the same way with the spiritual gifts. If you desire a spiritual gift, you need to call it out and ask God right now to give it to you. And have faith that you received. And if God spoke to you tonight and gave you some particular gift, you need to just acknowledge it and start talking about it and start telling people, by faith, God has given me this gift and start using that gift for his glory and for his honor tonight. I thank you the Lord for what he's going to do. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you for touching people's lives tonight. I thank you for healing that's going on right now. I thank you, God, that you're touching someone right now. You're healing their body. You're giving them, amen, victory over that disease or that sickness. Lord, I thank you tonight that you're giving, Lord, people restoration. That, God, you're giving people a sound mind. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing at this time. We came tonight expecting, God. And, Lord, I'm thankful that we're receiving, we're receiving, God, the things that you have promised us tonight because you've imparted it to us, Lord. I thank you for giving to us. And, Lord, I ask you to help us, Lord, to look out among people and see their need tonight. May we look through your eyes. May we see people's need. Lord, may we be attentive and listen to what they're saying. And Lord, I just ask, help us to be used with the gifts of the Spirit. And we give you glory and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dad. Just want to acknowledge those that are watching online. We're getting emails and prayer requests from Argentina, Crockett, Texas, Baltimore, Maryland, Chicago. North. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Tim Walker. I hope you enjoyed that message tonight from my father, Reverend Vernon L. Walker, Sr. Um, Seems just like yesterday, just like yesterday in that service. Um, there are special people that God places in your life that they, uh, they enable you to fulfill your life assignment. And I tell you, I miss my dad. I miss him a lot. And... Uh, I don't know about you if you have certain people that 
They were great voices in your life. I lost a dear friend just a few months ago to COVID-19, Landon Spradlin, fabulous pastor, uh, teacher of the word, musician, and probably one of the most powerful prophetic voices in my life. And he's gone. His words aren't gone and the memories aren't gone. Uh, same with my father. He was one of the greatest voices in my life, one of my greatest friends. I miss times, you know, sitting, talking the word and sharing different things and, and revelation and what I see and what he sees and compare it. I miss those moments. And... Uh, I'm in a, I've been in a really strong reflective mode this past week on my life assignment, my gifts, my talents, my abilities. And I want to encourage you, you really need to tap into your gift. What is your assignment? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? Some of us were working jobs that we absolutely hate. Some of us are living certain places that we act, we just hate it. Venture out. Did you know that God has called you geographically somewhere? There's a certain place. Places do matter. Voices matter. The right environment matters. I pray tonight that the message of the of that my father shared tonight, that there were there were seeds, there was word seeds that went forth. And I pray in the next 48 hours, your assignment and your dream will come alive like never before. That's my prayer for you. I pray tonight for all the fathers. If you don't have a father, if your father's gone, if you never knew your father. I want you to realize you have a heavenly father. And God will place other men in your life that can be fathers in the Lord. That can be a spiritual father. That's why it's so important to have a man of God in your life. It's so important. You need a pastor. You need a man of God in your life to help you lead and provide direction to your assignment. You need a voice like that. You need a spiritual father. You need a spiritual voice. Yes, we have our Heavenly Father, but sometimes we need a physical voice. We need someone physically to talk to us and sometimes hit us in the right direction. Sometimes we need it. And, and sometimes we need correction. And sometimes we take correction as rejection. And it's not. It's to get us in the right direction. That's why God will give us voices that will mentor us, coach us, lead us, and sometimes slap us around. Uh, you know, think about it. Your tormentor. Tormentor. They mentor you. No, I'm kidding. Right now, I believe someone's watching me. You've been going through some great, great challenges the past few days. 
you've been overwhelmed by your past failures. I've been there. I, I've, I've gone through, documented all my failures. But then, you know, I, had a, I have a spiritual father. One of my spiritual fathers is Dr. Mike Murdoch. And he said something to me very powerful. He said, and it was when I was in one of my worst, darkest moments. He said, son, you've made a thousand great decisions. You've made many great decisions. And did you know I needed to hear that? And it literally flipped the script. It changed the everything, the trajectory. It changed everything. I'm getting tongue-tied here. You need spiritual fathers. You need voices in your life that will nurture you, that will comfort you, that will help guide you and direct you. You need that. Faith that moves mountains is the substance of things hoped for. If there's no hope, faith becomes a powerless force. It has no assignment to place it to. That's why it's so important to work with your faith. To work with your faith. That's, that's why we go to church. To work our faith, to work out spiritually, to get in the Word. But more importantly, you need to get in the Word for yourself too every day. You need to spend time in the presence of God. You need to spend time in prayer, time in worship. Don't, you don't need to lean and depend 100% on a man of God for your spiritual walk. They're there to help feed you, nurture you, love on you. But you need to be responsible for your spiritual walk. Some men walk with men, but some men walk with God. Yes, we need, we need men. We need voices in our life. But you must have a purpose. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to walk this thing out. I'm going to do it. God's called you to be something, do something, have something. Hmm. I really feel this strong. I don't know who this is for. It's time for us to cash in on our inheritance. It's time to cash in on our inheritance of faith and live in a new reality of our hopes and our dreams. I don't know who that's for. Someone needs to just receive that word. Just, just take it right there. You're not going to just survive. You're going to thrive. You're going to advance. You're going to advance. We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you realize your assignment has not been suspended because of this pandemic? I like what my good friend uh, Dr. Thomas Manton says. He calls it the plandemic. I don't want to get all into that. But let me tell you what. Your assignment your giftings, your talents, your abilities, they, they haven't been on, they're not suspended. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on you. Your future's waiting on you. The world's economy, it doesn't control your assignment. It doesn't control and activate your gifts, your talents, and your abilities. Praise God. I am thankful for prophetic words and, and guides in my life.
thankful for it today. I want to encourage you right now, if you've received something, I want to ask you to, to consider sowing something. You say, how much do I sow? I don't know. How much did you, did you receive? How much? What came alive? What turned around? What action step? What word did you hear? Grab a hold of it. I tell you, I tell you, words and thoughts, they become things. They become things, almost like a living thing. His word is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Sometimes, that's why it's so important to be in the house of God. Yes, we can watch online. We can watch the live stream. But Psalms 92, 13, those who are planted in the house of our Lord, house of our God, they shall let me see, those who are planted in the courts of our God shall flourish in the courts of God. So there's a blessing. My father said something very, very powerful that every one of us need to really hear. And I want to go back and listen to it again. I'll watch the re-air myself. He said, many of us, we don't have gifts and things haven't been developed because we don't show up. We haven't shown up. So I want to pray with you right now. Father, Jacques said, I received a lot. Praise God. I want to pray for everyone right now. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this new grace, this new beginning, this new anointing. We thank you for our gifts, our talents, our abilities. You said you'd bless the work of our hands. We thank you, Father, in this pandemic or, or pandemic, whatever, Father, that our, our gifts are not on suspension, our talents, our abilities. We don't operate in the world's economy. We operate in a kingdom economy. Father, we, we see in your word that you... You had provision. You multiplied food. There was lost money that was found. Father, I thank you this week someone's going to find some money that's owed to them. They're going to find some money. Father, I thank you this week someone's going to find treasures. Someone's going to find treasures. I declare it in Jesus' name. I prophesy it in Jesus' name. Someone this week Someone that's watching right now, they're going to find a treasure. They may find a wad of money, a stack of money. They may find a suitcase of money. They may find a treasure hidden inside the wall of their house. Father, do, do something crazy so we can give you praise. Do something crazy to get our attention. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, Father. We're going to be and do and have. This economy does not control our assignment. Father, you will finance our dream. You will fund our business ideas. In Jesus' name. I feel this strong right now. I feel a new strength anointing. I feel a healing anointing. For our mindset. Some of us, the reason we don't have wealth and we're not flowing in finances is because of childhood conditioning and misquoting the Bible. We grew up in a poverty mindset environment, so we become a product of that environment. And then the other thing is misquoting the Bible. People say, well, money's evil. No, the love of money is evil. And I don't know about you, I just... I, want, I definitely want to have enough to do what God has called me to do. 
And if I can do that and be fulfilled by fulfilling my life assignment, I believe God will be pleased. I'm not saying that you need a million dollars a year. You need to be a millionaire. I'm not saying, I don't think everyone's going to be. And the reason why is something my father said tonight, because nobody shows up. The reason some of us don't have more money is because we are not willing to show up. We're not willing to show up and work extra hours. We're not willing to show up and learn more somebody, somewhere. But I tell you, I feel real strong tonight. I feel a new anointing, a strength anointing right now. If you've received something, I want to ask you to consider so something. You can go to paypal.me forward slash Pastor Tim Walker, or you can cash out the money symbol Pastor Tim Walker. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your prayer request. Could you do me a favor? Every person watching, would you at least call? I want to use this in a video promo. Could you call the 800 number and leave a testimony of what the word, of what this gathering of champions meant to you tonight? Can you do that? Can you do that for me? Thank you so much. Listen, I'll see you next Monday night. This will be re-airing some this week and some other teachings. But I want you to remember something. God has called you to be something, do something, have something. Rise up, champion of the harvest. Rise up right now. You can do it. You can be it. You can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. If you believe it, you can achieve it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. This is Tim Walker, the entrepreneur's pastor, the dreamer's friend. And I pray that you have good sleep tonight. Stream of strategies, ideas, concepts. You're going to turn every idea into I did.